Hello, I'm Emma Legan, a graduate student in the Anthropology Department at The Ohio State University. Thank you for joining us for our third episode of A Story of Us, Our Humanity, History, and Department. And I'm Alex Tuggle. This podcast is hosted and produced entirely by the graduate students at The Ohio State University's Anthropology Department. In the last series, we discussed childhood and growth, and with this series, we are talking about the end of life, death. Last time, we talked about identity and age at death. Today, we're going to be talking about social inequality and how it affects children. When we talk about social inequality, we mean people's unequal access to opportunities that result from their different positions in society. Someone's position in a society can be affected by income, education, employment, and even susceptibility to chronic illnesses like diabetes and infectious diseases like the flu. And people who experience some form of social inequality often experience it as a result of discrimination. Discrimination might prevent you from renting a house, buying a car, or getting a job, and it can have a lifelong impact on children. Doctors Pepperada and Trask discussed their work studying how the social and governmental system can positively and negatively affect these disadvantages in episode 4B of our previous series. Kids do not have control over the food, health care, and housing that they have access to, so they can be exposed to allostatic loading due to the socioeconomic circumstances of their families. Allostatic loading is basically just the wear and tear on a body from prolonged exposure to stress. And stress can be anything, from a lack of food, to noise, to discrimination, to unstable family environments. When someone is stressed, the body activates its fight-or-flight response. Exactly. So if you're sitting and reading a book, and all of a sudden a bear comes into the room, your body is going to engage in a fight-or-flight response. It's an adaptation that allows people to either stay and fight a threat or run away from it. You might feel your heart rate accelerate and your pace of breathing increase when your body is in its fight-or-flight mode. Unfortunately, though, if this system is activated for too long, it can cause harmful effects like a predisposition for diseases such as diabetes, heart disease, depression, and even certain cancers. Yeah, which is why it's particularly important to recognize that discrimination through social inequality is a stressor for children. They can even be affected before birth. Pregnant mothers who experience the stress of social inequality tend to have higher allostatic loads and are more likely to give birth to low birth weight or preterm babies, which can result in language and cognitive delays in early childhood. And on top of that, if a mother experiences social inequality while pregnant, the baby is more likely to grow up to have heart disease, diabetes, and other chronic illnesses. This is because the baby was prepared for an environment that does not necessarily match the environment it was born into. So while the metabolic and genetic changes that happen to the fetus as a result of stress might be beneficial in the short term, they are detrimental in the long term. What's also interesting is that if the baby is a girl, her eggs are forming before she's born, so her experience in the womb may affect the genetics of her eggs. This means that the biological effects of stress from social inequality often span multiple generations. In other words, if your grandmother was from a low socioeconomic status and was experiencing stressors associated with social inequality, you might have been born genetically prepared for a stressful environment. This adaptation to long-term trends can become problematic when the environment you're born into doesn't match the one you were prepared for. And the effects of discrimination and social inequality don't end in the womb. If a child continues to experience social inequality throughout their lifetime, they're more likely to suffer from things like mental illness, heart disease, and even cancer as they grow up. This is particularly because children who experience social inequality are more likely to be exposed to a variety of stressors such as poor living conditions. Also, children who experience social inequality are likely to be affected directly by discrimination. Children who experience discrimination have been shown to have higher allostatic loads, or more wear and tear, 
than children who don't experience direct discrimination, even when controlling for unequal social circumstances. One of the ways we can find out how social inequality affects children is to analyze markers of stress in the past by looking at special lines in the teeth called linear enamel hypoplasias, or LEH for short. Like we discussed in Series 2, Episode 1A, these lines look like little dents in teeth and happen when someone is experiencing something that's stressful on the body, like a bad illness or a period of poor nutrition. Exactly. Your body is putting in so much energy to keep itself alive through the stressful event that the teeth stop growing for a bit. Once the stressful event is over, the teeth start growing again at their normal rate. Since they don't remodel over time like your bones or skin, the teeth that you have as an adult can tell us what was happening to you when you were a child. Right. Now, stress markers like the ones in your teeth don't show whether or not a child has experienced social inequality, but they do show whether or not that child experienced stress, which can be a result of social inequality. Social inequality can have other biological effects, too. Take, for instance, chronic illness, which is a major cause of disability and poor quality of life in our society. As it turns out, your susceptibility to chronic illnesses is affected by stress. And it's not just people that can be affected by stress. All animals can have negative reactions to prolonged stress as well. Even non-human primates can have chronic stress due to biological and social stressors. We even have a graduate student, Ashley Eads, in the department that studies allostatic load in captive gorillas. The next time you hear from Emma and me, we'll be discussing death at the macro or species scale, extinction. In the meantime, subscribe to the podcast and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A Story of Us OSU, or check out our website, anthropology.osu.edu. And leave a review of the show. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. As always, this podcast is produced in collaboration with the American Anthropological Association. We hope you join us next time as we continue to explore a story of us, our humanity, history, and department. Mm-hmm.